I lay down on the altar. I lay down with my mind staying on you, Lord. Glory, that's it. These begging and claiming skies, these winds and rains, they match and equal to the rubbing and burning in my throat and sides. I don't mind the black and the blood cooking up. Let them come, Father, let them come. I see now. I see you. Welcome, Felicia Rashad. <laughs> You're so welcome to be here at Theater Corner. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming by to see us. And I uh, really appreciate it because I know you're, you're busy, busy, busy. So for someone as legendary as yourself and royalty to come out and see a brother like this, I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the reason you're here in California right now, you're, you're performing in Head of Passes at the Mark Taper. Yes. And so uh, tell me a little bit about this uh, performance. This is Terrell Alva McCraney's play. Mm. It was commissioned by the Steppenwolf Theater Company. Okay. There was a production uh, that followed at Berkeley Rep. And then last year, last spring, we were in performance at um, the Public Theater. That was when I joined the production for, okay. for that. And now here at the Mark Taper, it's a real gift. Mm. It's an inspired text. And like all inspired texts, it's a living text. And so it's the gift that keeps giving <laughs> and that keeps demanding. I see. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. It's great. Beautiful. Yes. And yes. so it's, it's the same similar cast members yes. that you, you work with at the public. Yes, uh, two new cast members for The Doctor mm -hmm. and for, that's Jim Carpenter, and for um, May, and that's Jacqueline Williams. Okay. Yeah. But with uh, Jay Bernard Galloway, he was yes, with you there at the public. <laughs> yes, and Francois Baptiste. Oh my, oh, yes. these brothers are something else. And Alana Reed, mm -hmm. John Earl Jakes, Yes. Yes. And uh, Kyle Beltran. Wow. Yeah. Who brought the play to me, actually. I'd known Kyle from the time he was a junior high school student as he and my daughter were thick as thieves. <laughs> and he called one day to say that there would be a reading, um, a reading workshop in New York. And he said, would you look at this role? Would you consider reading this play? And because it was Kyle, I said, yes. Uh, and I'm so glad I did. Wow, it's it's just an incredible. I, I was here for opening night, and I was I was just left breathless. Uh, it's just <laughs> an, an amazing, amazing gift, and and I received it. Millions of people uh, know you as the, the the delightful television mother, uh, Claire Huxtable. Mm -hmm. But let's take uh, can I say uh, contrast that with. With the, uh, the the new character, Mr. Diana Dubois, uh, mm. on Fox Television series uh, mm. uh, Empire, mm. guest I'm a guest artist. <laughs> guest artist. I'm not a regular cast member. I'm a guest artist. So, I suspect you're you're having fun with that character. Oh, it's you know being naughty can be so much fun, <laughs> especially when nobody really gets hurt. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. and. Um, People seem to have forgotten why she's behaving the way she is. 
right? <laughs> oh, well. Memories are short these days. <laughs> she didn't start out like this. Okay. <laughs> no. No, it's um, interacting with the lion. Clan has brought out some of the not-so-apparent <laughs> qualities in her character. Okay. <laughs> They're deeply rooted in the past, mm. past generations that she sought to overcome. Oh, oh but they're bringing it out. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think when they, they first brought this role to you? What did, what did you think about it? I that? thought it would be so much fun. I thought it would be so much fun to work with Terrence again because mm. we had performed on Broadway together in mm. um, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Right. And Jesse Smollett, I've known since he was a teenager. And Taraji is a graduate of Howard University mm -hmm. and very proud of her and her work. And I just thought it would be great to work with this cast. And it has been great. Wow. It really has been a lot of fun. <laughs> I've heard actors talk about uh, they use television to supplement their, their theater life. For you, I mean, you've done television, film, and theater. Which one of those that makes you feel the most complete? Hmm. They all go together from mm -hmm. what I can tell and what I see. But theater is certainly the original discipline. Okay. And I'm very happy that I've continued working in theater all these years, even while working with Mr. Cosby on mm -hmm. The Cosby Show. Never left theater. Right. And following that show back into theater, I've never left it. Mm. And I'm so happy to be able to say that. What came about that brought you into the, the, the director role? Mm. That was a call from Constanza Romero. Mm. August Wilson was her husband. Right. And she called to say that there was going to be a production of Gem of the Ocean at the Seattle Repertory Theater. And she asked if I would direct it. I had never considered directing mm. before. Although Jeffrey Holder had told us in understudy rehearsal, all actors should become directors. <laughs> I had not really given that much thought, but I, um, I called Kenny Leon. I said, Kenny, what do you think? Mm -hmm. He said, go for it, girl. Uh, there you go. And so I did. That was quite a learning experience mm -hmm. for me. And then some years passed, I was invited to direct at Ebony Repertory, mm -hmm. A Raisin in the Sun. And from that, just more and more things began to come. And you directed Ma Rainey's Black Bottom here at the Mark Taper as well. And Joe Turner's Come and Gone. Joe Turner's Come and Gone. And Immediate Family, Paul Oakley Stovall's Immediate Family, both here and at the Goodman in Chicago. So there's a August Wilson love story with his pieces, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is it that, that speaks to you with, about his pieces? Uh, there's so much depth in what he's written. Mm. I mean, that's, there's that which is readily apparent. But there's so much more. He has a way of telling a human story in few words. Right. And if you're willing to do the work and plumb the depths of the experience, then you begin to arrive at the heart of the characters. Mm. Oh, sure, you could 
you know, give a good and decent representation by playing the rhythms alone. Uh -huh. But those rhythms can lead you to where he's coming from, <laughs> if you're willing to go, you know, uh -huh. if you're willing to go deeper. Wow. Yeah. Can you recall uh, what age that you, you felt like you were going to go into this direction of, of performance? Oh, when I was 11. Wow, 11. Yeah. Yes. Wow, was there, a, I don't know, maybe a church performance or what, what was the, what gave you that clear indication? I wanted to be beautiful. Mm. Because my mother is very beautiful. Right. And my father is very handsome. <laughs> I thought of everybody in the family. I was the one who was like left out of all that. And I always wanted to be beautiful. And when I was 11 years old, I was selected to be the mistress of ceremonies for a music festival mm. that would take place in the largest hall in Houston. And it would be elementary schools from across the city. And there was great auditions and everything. And I was selected because of my speech patterns to be the mistress of ceremonies. Well, my teachers, Miss Woodruff and Miss Brown, <laughs> they made me rehearse every day mm. before and after school. It seemed interminable. It went on forever. <laughs> and then when it came time for the... Um, actual program, I had to go on a little shopping trip downtown. And they selected a beautiful uh, yellow dress with a white pinafore with lace mm, and a bow in the back. <laughs> and I had a tiara with flowers, and oh Shirley my. Temple curls, and white <laughs> socks with ruffles, and white shoes, and um, all dressed up and everything, you know, just felt so pretty. And I stood in the spotlight for the first time in my life, and the light was so bright, I couldn't see anything but the light. Uh. And I held the script in my hand. They prepared a lovely folder for me so I could hold it up, and it had musical notes and signages on the back, consistent with the theme of the program. But to my surprise, I didn't need to read it. Uh because we had rehearsed it so much I knew it by heart. So instead of reading it, I stood and talked to the light. Mm. And I'd all evening long when I'd get up and talk to the light and just talk to the light. <laughs> <laughs> and when it was over and mothers were coming to collect their children, I heard these two women say, oh, there she is. There's a little girl who spoke so beautifully. Oh, Isn't she beautiful? Uh, and I heard that and I thought, okay, okay. <laughs> when I grow up, I'm going to be an actress and I'm going <laughs> to be on the stage and I would be beautiful and play in the light and be beautiful all the time. But it was going to be a long time before I realized hmm, what the beauty really was. And it had nothing to do with what I was wearing or how my hair was arranged or how I looked at all. I had learned that script, and I knew it by heart. And that's where I spoke from when I talked to the light. Oh, uh, wow. And that's why I'm an actor. 
<laughs> well, thank you, Miss Brown. <laughs> and Miss Woodruff. Yes. <laughs> and Mrs. Brown and Mrs. Woodruff, yes. That is incredible. Yeah. Teachers it's are very important people. Teachers really do help shape and frame the direction in which young people can go. Mm -hmm. Whether they are advocating for the child or mitigating against them. They're helping to shape a young person's life. You're giving that back because you, you teach uh, the master classes. Yeah, I do. As well. I teach a master class. How's that experience? I learn more than I teach. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I really enjoy it. And I enjoy working with, um, with other performers, mm -hmm. whether they're college students or whether they are, say, um, Lundfontein scholars, because I was a master teacher there right. at Tin Chimney. So I enjoy working with artists. I really, do. I enjoy working with people. If you were to give them one piece of advice, what, what, what is that one piece of advice you give to young actors? Live. Mm. Live. Don't be afraid to live. Because there's much that's learned in uh, a classroom. Mm -hmm. And there are things we learn in performance and in rehearsal. But it's what we live that we bring to those mm. processes. Right. And don't be afraid to live. Now, I don't mean for them to go jump in the gutter. <laughs> or put themselves in harm's way. Right. But when I say live, I mean just that, live. You know, take in nature and surroundings and observe people as you're interacting with them and your own thoughts and reactions. Mm. Live. 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 I take that piece of advice myself. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Well, I, I want to say thank you again from the bottom of my heart for coming by the theater corner. I, oh. I, I love you, your, your royalty, and I, I bow down to you. I'm sitting down. No, I apologize. no, 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 don't do all that. But thank you for inviting me. It's, yeah. it's wonderful. Thank you very much. Yes, we, we, we appreciate you. And thank you, viewers, for tuning in to another episode of Theater Corner. And we'll see you next time.